You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you joined us tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrow right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what you do, man. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News at Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. North Korea is criticizing the Trump administration over remarks about sanctions. Reports were published in state media today ahead of an expected summit between President Trump and North Korean ruler Kim Jong-un. Jason Struther has more from Seoul. A North Korean foreign ministry official is quoted by the country's state news agency as saying the Trump administration is ruining the mood ahead of an expected summit with ruler Kim Jong-un. The official says Washington is deliberately provoking the regime by claiming that economic sanctions and other political pressure are what brought the North to the negotiating table. The spokesperson says this is not the reason why Pyongyang is seeking dialogue with the U.S. and South Korea. Trump and Kim are expected to meet this month or in early June. A location for their summit has not been announced. For NPR News, I'm Jason Struther in Seoul. Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York, who is now an attorney for President Trump, was back on Fox News last night to again clarify comments he made to the network last week. The facts, I, 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 I'm still learning. This is, you know, 1.2 million documents. I've been in the case for two weeks. Virtually one day in comparison to other people. Giuliani caused a stir when he told Fox News that the president reimbursed Michael Cohen, his personal attorney, the $130,000 Cohen paid to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Daniels also on television last night. She appeared in Saturday Night Live's Cold Open. 
In Hawaii, at least five homes now reported destroyed by lava from the Kilauea volcano. At least 1,500 people remain evacuated. A Hawaii County official says some residents may be allowed to briefly return home to collect items left behind, but that depends on sulfur dioxide levels, a series of earthquakes also complica- uh, complicating the situation. The National Institutes of Health launching a program today that seeks to recruit a million Americans to share their health information. NPR's Richard Harris reports that scientists hope this will lead to new insights about health and disease. The program is called All of Us, and it aims to collect DNA, medical records, and other health information from a cross-section of Americans to be used in medical research. The program has already recruited about 25,000 people in a pilot program, and it launches officially this weekend in the years-long quest to gather data from a million people. After personally identifying information is removed, the data will go into a massive computer file that will eventually be accessible to amateur and professional scientists alike. Officials say current federal law prevents police from using this data to investigate crimes, as happened recently in the quest for the notorious Golden State Killer. Richard Harris, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. The unemployment rate is at a almost 17-year low. The stock market is soaring to record levels. We just hit a new high on Friday, and I think we're hitting another new high today because there's tremendous optimism having to do with business in our country. That money was not campaign money. Sorry, I'm giving you a fact now that you don't know. It's not campaign money. No campaign finance violation. So they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. There's no campaign finance law. Zero. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. (laughs) Like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like... Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odelia, Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host, J. Ryle. It's Sunday morning to you folks. Today is May 6, 2016. You're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It's best, of course, like the man said, I'm Jay. Glad to be here this morning. Glad you guys are here with us this morning. Uh, but as always, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to uh, the players, my family members. First up, she is the host, uh, one of the hosts of the Jay Rouse Show. She's still around. Uh, it's around. She is a very dear friend of mine. She's like my sister from another mother, the one and only Miss Vanessa Maybelly from the Macanelli. What's going on, Vanessa? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy Sunday to everybody. Happy Sunday to you as well. And the man who's playing hurt today, a hockey player, the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. What is going on, my brother? And more importantly, how are you feeling? 
Uh, just sore, man. I'm just sore. That's about it. Good morning, Nessa. My very best. One of my very good friends. Uh, just sore, man. Just sore. Good morning to everyone. All right. Now, I'm not sure if you made this. I think you made the announcement publicly, but I'll leave that yeah. to you if you want to disclose what's going on. I thought she said, I think you, you did mention this on the show, right? I thought you mentioned. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I okay. had surgery uh, uh, Friday. Surgery on my neck, so, yeah. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. It was to prevent paralysis, so. And, and it, was, it was successful? Yeah, it was very successful is what they said. Yeah. So, I'll be okay. out for a couple right, months. Wow. Praying for you. Praying for you. Absolutely. You. Prayers go up for Mr. Elias, and we hope that all the blessings come down. Someone's making a very early appearance. Looks like maybe she want to be in on the conversation. Our uh, director of media outreach, Jackie, is in the house this morning. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Doing great. Good morning, How Jackie. is everyone doing? Good, good. Good morning. Good morning. Definitely prayers going out to you, Mr. Elias. Just Thank know you, Tom. We are healed in Jesus' name, and we claim your healing right now. All right. Thank you, my sister. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, the caller number is 347-850-1272. Our colleague, Jerome Esprit, usually joins us after his uh Commitment with Clear Channel Radio, uh, and Kathleen Williams is still on her spiritual. Uh, uh, what do we call that? I mean, is it, is it a um, retreat? What we call that retreat. Maybe let's call it a retreat. I thought it was something else, but yeah, she's still doing that whole thing, and so we we appreciate you being here. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two, and of course, Doctor Princess O'D is in the universe somewhere. Maybe she'll show up. Maybe she won't. <laughs> but that's okay. All right, we have a lot to talk about this morning, uh, a lot to get into. Uh, we're going to talk about black unemployment. You know, who gets the credit for that? Is it President Trump or is it President Obama? We'll have that conversation up first. Then we'll take a look at what happened during the past week. If you were a bump on a log or if you were underground, uh, Rudy Giuliani showed up. And I don't think that worked out the way the president wanted it to work out. So we'll have that conversation second set. And, of course, the third and last set usually is the most intriguing said and Kanye is there to get some of the comments he's made in the past week you know people are really concerned about his mental health so we'll have the Kanye conversation as well it's on the docket three four seven eight five oh one two seven two the world famous chat room Mr. Elias is a hockey player is playing hurt I'm pretty sure it's open you can get in yes, also you can call in three four seven eight five oh one two seven two or you can you know hang out on the social media sites that we monitor throughout the show our resident texter Johnny D's in the house as well should be hearing his commentary very shortly so jam-packed show a lot to get into so let's not delay it any further let's have a conversation President Trump as you heard on the opening, he is so quick to brag about the black unemployment uh, rate. This week he spoke at the he spoke at the NRA annual convention. That's one of the things he brought up, uh, like he always does, and said, "Oh, you know, the black unemployment rate is at a is a 75 year low or whatever that number is." And he always takes credit for that. And the national unemployment rate has dropped under four percent for the first time since 2000. So let me start the conversation off with you, Mr. Elias. How much of the credit should Donald Trump get for these numbers? Zero. Zero. Come on, you can't say zero. I mean, I, I, okay. Elias, what, what bill has he passed to, to what, what bill has he passed to help the economy? 
What has he done but, to help but, the economy? Okay, but think about what it from this perspective. I'm going to play. Okay, let, let me answer the question. And let me first of all, let me say this because based on the comment that we received a few weeks back, people think when I challenge someone on the show, it's my opinion. So all I'm doing is playing devil's advocate. I keep saying this before I make my comments, but I think I need to do it more so because people think, oh, Jay, no, Jay is pretty much thinking the way you guys are thinking. But I have to get some balance here, so I have to argue the other side in some cases. Matter of fact, uh, someone said something real nice about Steve, saying Steve should come back because Steve was the opposition. But I've digressed. So let's go back to this now. So when we look at the unemployment rate, you know, you can say that Trump's not doing anything, Mr. Elias, but what about consumer confidence? What about uh, 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 businesses? You know, businesses now are, you know, are they're happy because they're not regulated as much. The stock market is booming. You have to give them that. So, I mean, okay. you don't think let, all this stuff correlated and that has something to do with the unemployment rate? No? Let, let, let's see what happens to the Midwest now that China has backed out that $14 billion. For, uh, you know, let, let's see what happens with this trade embargo, that it is trade what he wants. Look, man, it, what has he done? What has he done? Now, what you, now hold up. To, what you're referring to, make uh, sure, I want to make sure that people understand that China is no longer buying soybeans from the United States of America. So we'll see. And that's that right the there. That's one country. That cost the Midwest $14 billion. Let's see how that works out for you. Can I speak? Are you, go, go ahead, Vanessa. Hey, baby. Okay. I have to be like Jay and, and play the devil's advocate. I'm so sorry. Just like if the economy <laughs> had went to crap. <laughs> no, really, I'm not a Trump fan. But I have to yeah. give Trump a little credit on this, y'all, because my 401k as a union person is out the wazoo. So all I can say is it is out the wazoo because you got the Republicans who believe in Trump and they are creating jobs. Now, now, Les, when you come to Houston, you're going to see construction like you've never seen in Houston. There's nowhere you can go that they're not making high-rise freeways. It is ridiculous. All of these people are employed. They also are doing just a Republican governor here in Houston that I don't like in Texas. I don't like him. But he just did a deal where they're fixing to make 500 jobs in Baytown, Texas, which is about an hour away from me and Jay. And they're going to start them at $65,000 a year. That's a lot of money to live in Texas. So, Jay, I have to give a little of this to Trump because he's been in office going on two years. No, I have to give some of this because these No, he hasn't been in office for a year yet, Vanessa. No, Jay. 15, 15 yes, months. He has. Huh? Yeah, he months. has. He's been in office about 15 months. But, but yeah, let me, let me get out of here. Let, let, let. So he needs to get well, some. Let, I didn't say all of it because some of it is right. Obama's. But he deserves to get yeah. some of the credit for this money because it's like what Jay said. People are trusting in him. They are believing in him. They are opening up businesses. Business is Companies are booming with hiring. There's hiring signs everywhere. I don't want to hear these people say they yeah. can't get no job because there's too many signs. So, no, I well, give some of it to Trump. Let me, let me bring Sorry. Jackie in. Uh, Jackie, your thoughts on this uh, topic. Who do you think gets credit, Trump or uh, Obama? I still say he's living off of Obama's coattail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really see what he's done but be a distraction. You're just one 
big distraction. What bill has he passed? That's what I like to know. He did nothing. He's done. He's passed not one bill. He's living off. He's living off President Obama's uh, tax plans. You know, not not his tax plan, but he's living off President Obama's whatever whatever, whatever bills the president passed. He's living off of them. He has not passed anything. The House, the Senate has not passed anything, and they got they got the, the triple threat, and it still can't pass nothing. I don't I don't see you're, it. I mean, you're I'm right, sorry, Julia. I just no, think we're, we're, totally clueless. They say yeah, there's a lot I of mean, bills the, being passed behind the scenes. Well, you know, not yeah. bills. He, he may be signing executive orders, but bills have to go yeah. to Congress, and we well, haven't seen any of that stuff. But, well, but, 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 but orders to change everything that Obama did. Yeah, but, but but here's the other part of that, and, and, and this is the thing that I think a lot of people, and I agree with, with my colleagues on this, is that the numbers have been trending down uh, for unemployment since 2010. Uh, so, you know, I, I agree. I, I don't think the guy deserves a whole – I think he deserves some credit, but I, if I had to put it on the scale between 1 to 10, if I had to give it a percentile – I would say maybe you give this guy 15% credit because, once again, he inherited an economy that was – it was slow moving, but it was a better economy. He, he inherited an economy where the numbers were trending down for unemployment anyway. So this is still a part of the Obama effect. And when you talk about the tax cuts, Mr. Elias, you know, those tax cuts are not very popular because they bragged and said, well, wait a minute, you know, you're going to see this in your paycheck. And what businesses mm-hmm. are doing, they're saying, okay, whatever, we're going to reinvest this money back into our business, and then, oh, that's going to create more opportunities for the folks who work for us. And so now something that they thought they could run on in 2018 in the midterms is not very popular right now. People are not no. seeing it. So, you know, I think that the Republicans are in deep, deep, deep kimchi because the bottom line is their main, you know, their, their, their main uh, 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 accomplishment, right, which they really and truly thought was going to be the, the ticket that will win them the Senate, uh, I mean, keep the Senate and keep the House, it's not looking too good right now. It's not looking, it's not looking too good at all. And I'm telling you, what? once... They're going to win both of them this time, Jay. They're going to lose one of them. They're not going to pull both of them this time around because people are really seeing the true Trump. And some people are going to be quiet about it. And they're going to be very quiet about it. They're not going to admit that Trump is an idiot. And they are going to go in the the polls, close the curtains, and they're going to do something different. I really, really believe they're going to lose one of them. I don't think they're going to get both of them. Look at how many Democrats have won so far. Look at that. What state was that that was in the newspaper on Facebook that I saw where they said three black women just won these high-powered positions? And they're Democrats. Well, we have to be... Well, we have to, you know, what you just illustrated something that we're going to talk about here in the upcoming weeks because people are still going Facebook for news. I mean, that's, uh, but anyway. No, but, no, but, no, but, no, but, no, 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 no. Anytime I see something on Facebook, I have learned you go my, daughter, my young, my daughter over here to check the credibility of it. Okay. I'm sorry, my husband right, didn't tell me to do that. Okay. No, no, I need to do that. I mean, the bottom line is, is that I don't, but here's the thing, Vanessa, and this is the reason why, I mean, it sounds good in theory. And even though I do think that there may be a blue wave coming, but Democrats also, they find ways to jack stuff up. You ain't on that. That concerns right. me about, about, 
about this whole thing about the blue wave and and all this other nonsense. I really, I, well, but but see, get the thing. People are not in tune. There are folks who are not paying attention to any of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so when this guy steps up to the mic and tell the lies that he tells, I mean, you know, what, the Wall Street Journal was it? Which one was it? Or the Washington Post? So this guy has told over 3,000 lies since he's been in office. Mm-hmm. 3,000. Yep. He, he lied when he was talking to reporters last week about Giuliani. I don't want to jump it because that's coming up the next set. But he lied when he talked about that whole situation. This guy mm-hmm. is a bald-faced liar. But you know what? Hey, we can say what we, but we But, yeah, of course, you have to. I mean that's the that's, that 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 is what the free press is all about. They have to hold our leaders accountable. You can't let them just step on on the airwaves and say anything that they want. And that's his problem because even some of the folks at Fox are starting to say, you know, <laughs> I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just, we talked about it last week when he called in and they wrapped him. They said, "Well, let, let's uh let's go ahead. Mr. President, we know you got to have a million things to do." In other words, get your ass off the phone. You know, I mean, we got to go. Yeah, the majority of the Republicans, they should up here staring at all this like a deer in the headlights. But oh well, they believe well, in standing for their party. Well, don't cost you. Well, you know what? We said that, but, you know, the bottom line is we also talked about how, you know, uh, the Republicans, because they were obstructionists during the Obama years, oh, that's going to cost them, right? They're going to pay for this. Yet they paid for it by controlling all, well, controlling two of the three branches of government. So the bottom line is is that we can sit here and say it's going to cost all we want, but we don't know that. We saw that the, the tape of, of Trump talking about grabbing women by their Kit Kats. We're going to knock him out the box. It didn't do anything. It didn't do anything at all. So when we sit back and think about where this guy is, you know what? Teflon Don. Teflon Don. I mean, I would not be surprised, ladies, if this guy won re-election. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven. So let's bring in the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit, the man who brings you on a week-to-week basis, on a need-to-know basis. Good morning, Jerome. How are you? I'm good. What's up? You know, we're talking about how much credit should Trump get for the unemployment numbers. And, and you know, the bottom line is he, he always – here's the thing that was so funny about Trump when he was a candidate. He talked about all the, the, the you know, the, the unemployment numbers are farce, you know, uh, the Wall Street numbers. That's just some type of distraction. You know, that's all President O's trying to do. That's the first thing that now that he's sitting in the Oval Office, boy, I tell you what, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is talking about unemployment numbers. He talks about African-American unemployment numbers, which, by the way, is still double of our white counterparts, but we'll talk about that on another day. But at the end of the day, we're trying to figure out how much credit do we give this guy? How much credit do we give him? I'm saying he gets 15, I say he gets 15% because of the stock market, and that's it. It's been trending since 2000. Uh, Jerome has been heading downhill since 2000, the unemployment rate. What say you? Right. So how do you give how do you give somebody credit from going downhill? And um, if they took if they, if I gave you the the um, the wheel of the car that I'm driving, 
and we're going downhill, and it's 45 miles an hour when I give it to you, and now it's 65. Do you really take credit for that? You did nothing to change the trajectory. As a matter of fact, the only reason the like, trajectory I like that. Changed, I like the way you broke that down. That was pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah, about that, all night. that was cool. I like that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> well, and, you know, the reason the trajectory has not changed with him in particular is because people still think he's lying. He's crashing the economy, but they still, like on the Wall Street side, think that he's lying, right? So when you look at the, the, the more than a trillion dollars that he's adding to the deficit, that is going to crash us at some point. Right. So even though President Obama, when he when we passed when he passed affordable health care, they um, actually health care costs started going down or started stabilizing. People got nervous on the uh, economy side, saying, "Oh, well, what could be coming now?" Whereas the president saved us all of this money. Trump is spending money, and they're like, mm, "Everything's okay." So we're seeing this bubble happen, and it's going to crash hard. Like that, there is a there's a problem. So when I hear people say, you know, when you're watching television and they're like, if this trend keeps up during the election time, it, he's going to get reelected. I'm like, the chances of that are this. All you have to do is look at Reagan. Reagan cut taxes heavy in his very first year, and he had to raise them. In his second year, because the economy is going to eventually catch up. And when it catches up, again, we got government cheese because, uh, <laughs> not because we had a lot of cheese left. <laughs> we had government cheese because unemployment was at 10%. But when he took over, it was at 4 something. So since the unemployment is low, inflation hasn't kept up and wages haven't increased, which means, you know, at, at the same time when you're getting big corporate buybacks with the extra money that they're saving on their taxes, and that's not going towards workers, at some point, it is going to crash. So someone needs to ring that alarm because it's very obvious to most economists, most people. Yeah, you're right about you're that. Just, that. That alarm you know? needs to be rang. That's true yeah, statement. You're right about Obama. that. I love that. Yeah, you're, that you're living off Obama though. stuff because they have not changed the... Um, you know, they haven't passed a clean budget. We're still floating off yeah, Obama's right. budget. Yeah, yeah. It, well, we talked about that, the fact that they're still living uh, in the world of President. Oh, let's bring in a lady that, uh, you know, she was gone for the month of April. We told her she was. I got in trouble because I didn't have her, uh, her listed on the credits in the beginning of the show, which that has changed. But she is now here in the house. The very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams. Good morning, Kathleen, and welcome back to the fold. Oh, thank you so much. I can't tell you how wonderful it was to not have to hear Donald Trump's name every day. When we were in Kenya, we barely heard anything about him. I was like, whoo, this is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet it was wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, for everybody who didn't know I was away, I was in Kenya for... um, for quite a while, and uh, yes. it was it was incredible. So thank you for having me back. I'm excited, and we're back into the land of peace. But it's, there you uh, go. 
That's right. So we need to. So real quick, we'll let you close out the set. Uh, we're talking about the unemployment rate. You know, he always wants to brag about black unemployment. He always he wants to talk about and take credit for the unemployment rate. You know, bottom line is when he was a candidate, he thought those numbers were a farce. Now that he's president, he's always talking about them. So we're asking the question is who who deserves the credit, either him or President Obama? Get your thoughts. President we'll Obama let you close does. us out. President oh, Obama quick. does. Um, as I was listening to this, <laughs> I was listening to this last night actually, and they said that um, uh, this guy, uh, 45, inherited the lowest unemployment rate of any president in recent wow. history. He inherited the lowest. And it, it, yeah, and it only dropped, I think, maybe 2.5% or less than that since he's been in office. But all of that is still as an after effect of the unemployment rate and where it went when President Obama was in office. So he has absolutely nothing to do with the low unemployment rate numbers. And still, the African-American unemployment rate numbers, if I'm not mistaken, are still higher than the general yep. unemployment. Right. So, Double. Uh, no, he gets no credit for this. Yeah, absolutely. He is uh, a guy that, uh, this guy is a farce, man, and people are believing this nonsense. It's really, truly crazy. Let me uh, check in. Uh, Johnny D. checked in, our resident expert talking about a resident tech expert. Let's go ahead and get his comment. And he says, unemployment rate, a significant amount of low unemployment rate is contributed to President Obama and the legislation he enacted over his last six years in office as he spent the first two undoing the Bush-era recession. Trump has certainly benefited the stock market, and consumer confidence is factual. Good stuff. All right, listen, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, we're going to focus uh, on it's going to be we're going to feature an interview uh, from a black business owner, and he's going to give you his thoughts on whether uh, President Trump deserves any credit on this. So and we'll be back. So it's time for this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Something that you need to know. Sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio at its best. We'll be right back after this. At Frederick's Wine and Dine Outside Cleveland, high hopes for the new year. I think things are good. Owner Frederick Parks, who already employs more than 50 people, says he plans to hire more in the coming months, in part to help serve the roughly 2,000 new workers at an Amazon fulfillment center set to open in this majority black community. We should have a big creation of jobs uh, from the neighborhood of chefs, bartenders, as well as servers and hopefully even more management staff. It's the kind of economic boost President Trump has been eager to take credit for, along with a surging stock market and a record low African-American unemployment rate. It was just reported African-American unemployment is at its lowest level and I'm very proud of that. The jobless rate among blacks slid to 6.8% in December, though part of that drop could be attributed to fewer people looking for jobs. And the black unemployment rate has consistently been about twice as high as the rate for whites. Still, the latest good news is part of a long-term trend that began under President Obama, a fact not lost on part. I think that President Trump is sitting in a position where things have been set and already the roadmap was already there. Park says Trump does deserve credit for the record-setting stock market. 
I have seen it definitely rise. So it's only fair to give him the credit for that. But what about other promises Trump has made? I don't see a whole lot. To me, he's made a lot of promises, and a lot of things have not been answered. Do you feel like the president genuinely wants to help the black community? That's a tough question for me to answer. Parks is one of the 88% of black Ohioans who did not vote for Trump in 2016. And he doesn't appreciate some of his rhetoric when it comes to talking about black people, including recently calling some African countries shithole nations. Accountant Shirley Stevens shares Parks' views on Trump. He has shown up that he, he wants to tear us apart as a nation. Her tax-preparing business was hit hard during the Great Recession, but has bounced back. We regroup and we managed to grow. But while she agrees Trump deserves credit for the skyrocketing stock market, Stevens doesn't think the president's policies, including the massive tax bill the White House touts as a middle-class tax cut, are going to help her. I believe it's going to help the very rich. Athena Jones, CNN, Cleveland, Ohio. And four minutes or less is sponsored by the TJRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best we thank uh, CNN for that information as we get to the second set. That money was not campaign money. Sorry, I'm giving you a fact now that you don't know. It's not campaign money. No campaign finance violation. So, so they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. Welcome back in 347 Hannity's response tells us all we need to know. 347 But we do have our uh, director of media outreach in the house, Jackie Jackie, I know you have some information for us. What's going on? Yes, I am once again before you uh, in regards to the social media front, welcoming you to follow us and keep up with the serious side during the week. You know that the majority of people listen to the show within the replay. You know, for now, of course, you can call in with your thoughts. You can come into the chat room with your thoughts. You can follow uh, Jay's, through Jay's particular pages with your thoughts, and you'll see them. But, of course, you need that avenue for during the week. Don't let the conversation stop on Sunday. You're free to conversate during the week, and you can do that by email, by, going, by emailing us at the serious side at outlook.com once again. Serious. Seriousside at Outlook.com. You can follow us on our social media pages. All three pages now have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash group. Twitter.com. Instagram.com slash T-J-R-S radio. And all of the links are in the chat room. Please feel free to join us on social media. Definitely my tutorings. I don't know, you didn't hear me last week. I said it was just me and St. Clinton in there. <laughs> I need that to change. 
So follow us, follow us, follow us on social media and keep up with the serious side, okay? Well, I hear what you said. Follow, 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 follow. Of course, uh, we do monitor uh, some pages, uh, Black uh, Talk Radio, the other BTR Radio, and other websites that we monitor uh, throughout the course of the show. Because you can hear the show on multiple platforms and multiple uh, websites. So keep us in mind. Get over there. Talk during the week. Because like Jackie says, most of you guys listen during the course of the week, which hopefully you guys are having a good work week for those who are listening right now at work. All right, 347 on the beautiful Sunday morning. Welcome to the serious side as we continue the conversation. Uh, you know, last week, uh, Rudy Giuliani made his triumphant uh, debut as one of Trump's attorneys. But before we do that, let me, you know, something I wanted to talk about, and I thought I was going to do it. I thought we were going to do uh, uh, the, um, the the weekend review. I really and truly thought that we not the weekend review, but uh, the uh, the monthly roundtable, the Sunday morning roundtable. I wanted to do that, but I decided to go ahead and put the topics in. But something I want to talk about that really discouraged me before we get into this conversation. You know, last week the president of Nigeria was here, uh, and they were in the Rose Garden. Did you see this, Mr. Elias? Did you see this uh, interaction between Trump and the uh, president of Nigeria? Did you see that? No, I didn't get a chance to see it. Well, you know, so they were in the they were in the Rose Garden, and a reporter asked a hell of a question. Asked him, say, listen, so did you and President Trump talk about the asshole comments that he made about African nations? Hey, do you know what this guy said? Well, what did he say? He said, well, there's really no proof that he did say this, so I just sit back and I didn't say nothing. I mean, I was so disappointed when I heard him say that. Mm. I, I, I was I was floored by that. It's none of my business. We sit back, and I, I didn't say anything. We didn't discuss, and and then Trump <laughs> jumped in. You know, well, he knows how I feel, and all this other nonsense. You folks that have y'all have to call this guy out when you have these opportunities. I was extremely disappointed when I saw that uh, saw that whole press conference, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Why did you not address wow. that? That should have been one of the first things that you should address with this man. But whatever. Mm. All right, so Ru- Rudy Giuliani went on Fox this week and talked about how, you know, reports are that him and Trump talked about his appearances before he went on these, you know, on these networks. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not an attorney. Kathleen is. And let me start off with Kathleen. I don't know if you saw it because maybe you were traveling back from Kenya, but I'm not an attorney, but it just seems to me that he made matters worse. Because what he admitted was that Donald Trump knew about the Stormy Daniels payments. And not only did he know, looks like he's paid this guy, Michael Cohen, Cohen, um, almost over $700,000 to make things go away. Now, I know, Kathleen, you, you know, you don't want to practice law for Donald Trump, but good God. I mean, what was that all about? Nobody wants to practice law for Donald Trump. <laughs> That's a problem for him. You're right, because he doesn't pay people. <laughs> Working for free. Well, he had, he had uh, Mr. Giuliani. Um, anyway, wow, we'll talk about that. So, yeah, you're, you're right. I don't like this practice Sunday morning law, but... Um, I don't think you have to be a lawyer to know that what you know what uh, Mr. Giuliani 
offered, which was in a complete contradiction to everything else that the uh, the attorney for uh, Mr. Trump and Mr. Trump said prior to Mr. Giuliani showing up. So it was a conflict of, uh, you know, he said the opposite of what they said. And so now they're trying to back their way into uh, matching up all these different lives to see how they can, I don't know, I don't always feel like I'm playing the match game with these guys, but to see <laughs> what they can do to try and line it up and make a reasonable, a, re, a reasonably believable story out of all these unbelievable lies in the first place. Because we didn't even believe what, they, what was being said before. So now they're just trying to right. twist it and throw it at the wall and see what sticks. So, um, you know, I don't know. It it, it didn't make it better. In, a, in response to your question, it just didn't make it better. I'll tell you that. And yeah, Made it better it, for... Uh, made it better for Robert Mueller. You know, Vanessa, I mean, what what is up with this? I mean, the bottom line is that what happened to Rudy Giuliani? Look, I'm not, you know, listen, I, I've, I've been an independent and a Democrat for most of my uh, life. And, you know, even during 9-11, when, uh, you know, when that whole thing happened, you know, listen, I was like, hey, that's America's mayor. You know, I, I mean, look, I didn't know the inside politics. I didn't know New York politics. I just know on the national on the national stage he carried himself with a lot of pride and dignity, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Now, of course, later on, people looked at him as, you know, using 9-11 as, uh, you know, as just something. Uh, he just used 9-11. I think he exploited it, some people felt, because everything that came out of his mouth was always 9-11. It was like the guy who played high school basketball 20 years later telling you that he was the baddest guy on the team. Well, that was 20 years ago, brother. I mean, what have you done for me lately? But when we think about it, what happened to Rudy Giuliani? Because I think even some Democrats were proud to call that guy America's mayor. Now he is just a another brown noser for this idiot at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. What say you? I got to ask that question of a New Yorker, too. So when you're done, sorry, I just want to say that. No, I was just saying, okay, I will turn it around to you. You got two of them on the line. So when you're done. Yeah, I'm going to go definitely. I want to definitely get y'all at I want to get Vanessa in. Vanessa, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I think that his mouth just ran off in front of the camera and that. <laughs> I, I just, and then they want to go back and say that he wasn't informed. He had just started working. No, that man was telling the truth. He just hadn't learned the lie. That's, that's my thought on that. He, no, Richard, wow. he was telling the truth, and Good nobody point, had briefed Giuliani on the lie that he needed to tell in front of the camera. So now they are backtracking and going sideways like a crab trying to get out of this. But $774,000 is what they paid to that attorney. So $774,000 is a lot of money. Did it come from the campaign? That's what I want to know. I could care less if he slept with Stormy. But I want to know, $774,000 to get him out of trouble? Okay, why? And where did it come from? You know, uh, Jerome, when you look at this situation, the, to- the totality of this whole thing, you know, Rudy Giuliani, maybe he didn't get the memo that, hey, now we tell lies in front of the American people, which, you know, I think it was a strategy that really backfired. But I'm going to ask you the same question. What happened to this guy? I mean, you know, once again, as a Democrat, as an independent, I was kind of proud to call him. Like I said, now, I don't know all the inside politics. Now, you, you know, I'm pretty sure you'll, 
you will inform me of this when you respond back to the question. <laughs> but from uh, from a national standpoint, he looked like a guy that was really getting the city together. You know, it looks like the crime rate was coming down in New York. I mean, he really looked like he was doing the right thing. What happened? Or has he always been this jacked up and we're just finding out about it? What say you? I, I think I think the nation just found out what we all knew. I'm sure Captain oh, there it is. is going to give you a little bit more detail. We all knew that. <laughs> Julian is a wow. doggone crackpot and always have been. And if you don't oh, wow. remember the famous words of uh, Vice President Biden <laughs> about his comments as a noun verb in 9-11, that is all he has. <laughs> right? That's all wow. Has. So, you know what? And, again, I think he – I think – um, President uh, Vice President Biden was saying that while he was campaigning, while Giuliani was campaigning to be president, we all know this. You can you can mask stuff stuff and market it and give people the illusion like of America's mayor. But what the heck did he do? Right? <laughs> You're talking about somebody who we got we got hit right just as a nation. It does not take yeah. a lot of courage to get up there and talk stuff to somebody who you can't see. That doesn't make you mm. America's mayor. That doesn't make you strong. George Bush did the same thing, right? So we get hit, and he's like, we're going to catch you no matter where you are. And for some reason in our society, we think that that is being tough. That's why Donald Trump talks noise. So the strategy that, that he had was the same strategy that he hustled everybody on 9-11 with. He went on Fox News to bully everybody into an opinion, but it got him in legal jeopardy. He's an attorney. He knows what legal jeopardy is. He knew exactly what he was doing. What he was trying to do is he was trying to stir up public opinion by telling you something that he knew was a lie, which prosecutors do all the time. We know you can't prosecute prosecutors for um, fabricating or leaving out evidence. Well, some of them are going to jail now, but I'm saying they just didn't. So we need to see that for what it's worth. You don't believe them fools just because somebody has a title in their name. We need we need to be able to see clearly and not go by old paradigms. Just because he was a mayor during 9/11, he still got hit. So heck, if you if you wanted to ask him, I know it was kind of you had planes flown into buildings. But technically what he did as mayor had nothing to do with the fact that he, little Katie fell down a well. It doesn't make you a hero like it doesn't make you a hero of being a sheriff getting up talking noise against somebody selling drugs or somebody who got killed. Just because you talk tough doesn't mean that you had any policies that makes anybody else's life better. And so we do that with Reagan. We do that as a country and we kind of need to get smarter. Interesting. What about you, Kathleen? I want to get the inside scoop. I think Jerome spoiled the surprise, but I'm pretty sure you have something to add to that. What say you? Well, you know, I, I agree with Jerome and nobody. When, when we heard that he was even considering running for president, we were like, oh, no. We know, not this guy. We don't want to see the likes of Giuliani coming back in any shape or form, least of all in the White House. He was um, he was terrific while he was mayor. We were not New Yorkers. 
Democratic New Yorkers, black American New Yorkers, black people in New York were not happy about Giuliani and all of the um, all of the policies that he put in place and his crassness that you saw in that interview. Uh, just, okay, just look at this. The mere fact that he jumps in there and says, okay, I'm going to put a whole stop to this whole Mueller business and we're going to get the... Uh, uh, Mr. Trump into the uh, position that he needs to be in, get rid of this Mueller crap, and I'm going to come in and save the day. Just the thought that he is thinking along those lines should be enough to let you know, one, this didn't just happen. Even Chris Christie is not standing behind him in this crap. So, you know, just thinking about where his mindset is at, that he should, that, that Trump deserves to have this special investigation canceled and Mueller gotten rid of and all of that should give somebody a clue, a clue, about who Rudy Giuliani is and from whence he comes. And this is consistent with who he was when he was here uh, as mayor of New York. He's not, uh, he's not somebody that is a friend of the people at all and never was. You know, and I wanted to add that because I thought Kathleen would catch this, but you know the the whole stop and frisk, and you know we want to make you know low impact crimes like felonies, like breaking windows and noise ordinance. It was like becoming a police state in New York City, right? Because he's heavy handed like that. So even them having the conversations about him being Attorney General, he's he's going to be worse than Sessions because they believe in police states. So that's who Giuliani is. So when he goes on Fox and says they, they don't know what they're talking about, they're, you know, Mueller's office, he ran the U.S. Attorney's office, right? But even as he did that, he was so heavy-handed with the military that he didn't give a rat's about nobody else. So can you imagine if he had the full strength of the, of the federal government behind him, what Giuliani would do? Because he did that in New York City when he was mayor. So those kind of things is what we need to be exposing in people because Giuliani is, first of all, we all know that he lies like Trump. But people believe his lies because we have a, a tendency to believe that um, government has to have some kind of ethics in it. That's a belief. It is not true. And Giuliani, throughout his career, was heavy-handed, lying, Kicked his wife out of Gracie Mansion when, when when she had cancer, and moved his girlfriend in. We can talk about his character too. Wasn't that his cousin or something? Did he marry his cousin? He married his first cousin. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm not even going through the bad character stuff because I, like I said, I thought Kathleen would kind of cover the idiosyncrasies of him, but <laughs> that is that told you something about he told his wife that he was divorcing her in a press conference. She didn't know until he said in a press conference. Wow. So I don't know why anybody you know, ever listen. I thought I would I thought I would read those out, right? Because uh, <laughs> you were being nice. Yeah. I forgot. I, you, you can't know, so, she can't so, Don't be nice. Uh, Call him out. No, no, no. That's my job. She can't put her esquire on the line for this. Just talk about the captain. <laughs> I, mean, I just kind of 
giving the hint of who he is, and I'm trying to leave out all the adverbs and adjectives and everything yeah. else. You see me? You see me? You, when you hear me choking up like that or getting silent, you know all that. I'm silencing <laughs> with choking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's why. I, that's why I interrupted because I'm like, wait a minute. We're leaving out the niceness, and my my personal belief is on Sunday the niceness needs to go, and people need a little bit more truth because we uh-huh. become a part of the conspiracy of covering up. So just just pass it back I to agree. me, Kathleen. I'll I'll knock it out the park. And one other thing one other thing that I just wanted to add because I think, you know, it might be some confusion that they just didn't share the lie with Giuliani. I don't think that's true. I think he was very aware. I mean, he watches news just like all of us do. So he knows exactly what they said and what they didn't say. He got on there and figured, okay, I'm going to be the one. Because he, he, you've got two narcissists here, right? So both of them are going to be, well, wait a minute, I'm going to be the one who saves the day. No, I'm going to be the one who saves the day. No, I'm going to be, right? So he gets on Fox News and decides that he's going to be the one because, of course, he feels like he's got the law license. So he'll put it out there with, so that he can try the case in public opinion on Fox News. Then he's going to throw this thing out there, but unfortunately... He didn't sit with anybody who would tell him, oh, hold up, hold up. That is going to get him in more trouble than the lies he's already telling. So now we're going to have inconsistent lies going. So how is that going to play out, right? And then digging into the actual money and where it came from. So, yeah, I don't believe that he did. He wasn't aware of the lie or they didn't tell him what was out there. He knew. They all know. Yeah. Giuliani's in, in risk of jeopardy himself because you have to remember during the campaign season, Giuliani said something's coming out on Hillary very soon. So they started mm-hmm. at the FBI because Giuliani was hinting that something was coming up when that email server was hacked. And that, my friend, will get you put in. That was the actual crime because they got into the DNC server and got those emails. And Giuliani knew it. Before they announced and before WikiLeaks came out, he said it's coming out. I'm not going to say what it is, but I got good. Yeah. So Mueller, him negotiating with Mueller, got to be a bad move on his part because I'm sure that he's going to get wrapped up in this too. Yep. Good, Vanessa. Sounds like you wanted to get in. No, I do remember that now. I do remember. Good morning, Jerome and Kiss Kathleen. I do remember when he was saying that something was going to come out because I eat, sleep, and dream this stuff. It's just crazy to me. But I do remember that. So maybe he really was out there trying to spill his guts ahead of time and that he knew it. I mean, maybe y'all are right. Maybe I was looking at this in the wrong view. You know, but but I don't understand here. That's okay, but we're pretty confident that we're right. We know we are. We're right. What what I don't understand, Jerome, here is, Jerome, what I don't understand here, and I wanted to get your comments on this in the last five minutes we have. What I don't understand is, is, is how is this not a campaign, uh, uh, campaign funds uh, uh, fraud case, right? I mean, how is this not the case? They, they tried to, to, you know, they they filed charges against John Edwards. I mean, so why, how is this not the same? It's hush money for a mistress. How is it not yeah. the same? Yeah, and that's where Stephanie Clifford or. Stormy Daniels' lawyer is getting because it is going to go down to campaign finance. They paid hush money to stop something from happening during a campaign season. So that's why those dates are important to them as they keep discussing when he knew and when he tried to pay her off. And they know that 
in the raid at Michael, Co- Michael Cohen's office that they actually have proof is what, according to Stormy Daniels' attorney, they actually have proof of the conversation that they had, and they mentioned the campaign. That's why they wanted to close the $130,000 deal. So just, it's just a parallel investigation. This is actually going to be a campaign um, um, election Finance. issue. <clears throat> yeah, mm. campaign violation. Finance. Wow. Violation. It's it's crazy. This is and, nuts. And three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Go ahead, Sorry, go ahead, Kathleen. Rudy, Judy, Rudy Giuliani helped them seal that case. He yeah. helped them with that because with all of what he said, put it right back into the campaign where Trump and um, Cohen were trying to get it out of that. So we, of course, like what Jerome was saying, Mueller already knows. Uh, but now Rudy Giuliani just let all the rest of us know. So it was interesting, too. I'm sorry, I know you're trying to quote. But this last thing, I was listening to Lawrence O'Donnell and, and Joy talk about this yesterday. They were saying that when um, you go, oh, God. They were saying that when he sat on the Fox News and started talking about this whole thing, with um, Trump and Cohen and Stormy Daniels, that it had to have been Rupert, Rupert Murdoch that called in and told them to cut that interview right when they cut it. Because on any other station, they would have been like, no, no, keep that going. We want to hear that this is breaking news right now. But the fact that they cut right. it off, he said it had to be the heads of the network that would call in and tell them to cut that off. That, that, they would be, that would be the only way that they would cut that interview with Giuliani when they cut it because he was in the Shut middle of ruining that, right, ruining that man's uh, credibility, as, which is already ruined as far as the rest of us normal people in the world are concerned. But that's the only reason that they would have um, cut that like they did when they did. Absolutely. You know, the timing uh, was impeccable, to say the least. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's uh, 5 before for the uh, top of the hour. Let's uh, check in. Uh, Johnny D has checked in on this. He says, this public servant, he's talking about Rudy Giuliani, has always been an oppressor of the truth and African Americans. If you recall, he attempted to degrade the legacy of Mayor David Dinkins, the first African American mayor of New York. He was one of the initiators of the stop, frisk, and search practices within the minority communities. Good stuff as always, Johnny D. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, coming up, we have to talk about this nutball, Kanye West. I mean, this guy is crazy. So we'll talk. We'll talk about that next. We'll have the conversation on the other side. You listen to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Welcome back, Kathleen. Thank you, Vanessa. We'll be back after this. This is a message for all you teenagers out there who are thinking of becoming babysitters. Go online and take the Babysitting Basics course offered by the Red Cross. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the bandages? You learn how to handle situations like this? It should have never come to this. More importantly, how to avoid them. Do you know where Mommy and Daddy keep the fire extinguisher? Please, I'm begging you, take the course. She had to go to the store. I guess I'll be okay. You'll learn how to take care of kids, even infants. This is not how mom does it. Cat food, I'm begging you. Please, go online and take this course. 
Red Cross offers classes that teach the basics of babysitting. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to handle an emergency. The basics of child care and how to talk to the parents if something should go wrong. Take the course. Go to redcross.org slash babysitting and register today.
When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like... Welcome. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is our calling number. 347-850-1272 is the calling number. Glad you guys are in the house. Of course, let's say good morning to our palace as we always do. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli. Hey, Vanessa. Good morning. Happy Sunday. And of course, the smartest man in the world, the one and only... Jerome is free, Mr. Jerome is free, I should say. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, sir. And how are you doing this morning? Doing outstanding. Good morning to the one and only Johnny D's in the house. I know he's listening. Also, Miss Kathleen Williams is in the house as well. Mr. L.E.S., can we say hello to some people that are in our world-famous chat room? Yes, we can. We got uh, St. Clinton in there with us. Covina Man was in there. We got a host of guests in there. And, of course, our very own lovely rich sister was in there with us, too. Absolutely. And let me say hello to a lot of a lot of people listening out there. What's up to the mm. pastor? Always got to give it up to the pastor. Coco's in the house. Good morning, Coco. Kadeem from Brooklyn, New York. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. Sharon is in the house. Uh, Mitch. Uh, Frankie always tunes in. I love to see you, Frankie Mitchell. He's always in the house as well. Just a lot of folks tuning in on all the different platforms out there. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our call number. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's get into this guy, Kanye West, and some of the comments that Kanye West West made this past week. Kanye West uh, said that. Um, I mean, some of the comments he's made. First of all, just the fact that he supports Donald Trump within itself should make him lose his black card. But then he took it a step further by saying that saying that slavery was a choice. I mean, this guy has to be one of the most ignorant black people on the face of this planet. And let me start off right there, because the responses to his, to his comments have been coming in droves, and anybody and everybody that's of uh, that are black celebrities, just folks out there on Twitter, are letting him giving his they are giving him the business. So let's start right there, Mr. Elias. What the hell is wrong with Kanye West? Has he lost his mind? I think so. And anytime you sit there and say that slavery is a uh, was a choice, really. <laughs> There's something mentally something is wrong. Everybody says ever since he lost his mother that, you know, he's been this way, but hey man, Kanye West has always been aloof to me. He has always been that way. But, you know Oh my goodness. How do you sit there and say that slavery was a choice? How do you sit there and say something like that? Nobody you know, come on man. Really? I I, I, just, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, Vanessa, this is the same man that stood on television and said that, you know, George people don't like black George people. George Bush right. don't like black people. And then he comes and then he says that Donald Trump, this guy has criticized President Obama. Um, I mean, Vanessa, what do you make of this? I think he's been in the family, um, the Kardashian family too long is what I think. Um, but he's always been a nut. 
always said crazy stuff. So, you know, I'm just not surprised. I'm I'm just not surprised. I really am not. I just looked at him and shook my head and kept it moving. You said I looked at him, shook my head, and kept it moving. Wow, that's a good thing. Now, all this happened, everything, now he made these comments uh, while he was at TMZ. Let's listen to a piece. Let's listen to this, and we'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. Overnight, a firestorm sparked by Kanye West's words to TMZ about slavery. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. <laughs> like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? You know, like, it's like we're, we're mentally in prison. West facing immediate backlash from TMZ staffers. What you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. And getting near-unanimous outrage on social media. One person tweeting, to say slavery was a choice isn't only deluded, it's insensitive, it's hateful, and it's demeaning. Last night, Kanye began walking back his comments online. To make myself clear, of course, I know that slaves did not get shackled and put on a boat by free will. His slavery comments the latest in a string of controversial proclamations in his recent return to Twitter. I just love Trump. That's my boy. On TMZ, West reiterating his affection for Donald Trump. We are both dragon energy, West had tweeted earlier, earning an equally warm response from the president. Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. More than a year after his November 16th hospitalization, West now breaking his silence, disclosing details of his medical struggles. That was the scariest moment of my life. In a wide-ranging conversation with radio personality Charlemagne the God released yesterday, the hip-hop multi-talent said his nine-day stay at UCLA Medical Center, not a breakdown, he says, but a breakthrough, brought on in part by stress from the at-gunpoint robbery of his wife, Kim Kardashian West in Paris one month earlier. I'm sorry, this is a family emergency. I have to stop the show. I like, went to Paris on that trip to protect her. One of the things that she said that she heard is that they were coming to rob her and they had to wait till I had, I had left. West cited other pressures, including troubles he says he's had getting his music on the radio ever since he famously interrupted Taylor Swift at the 2009 MTV VMA. Ever since the Taylor Swift moment, it just had never, it never been the same, the connection with radio. And in his TMZ interview, revealing that he'd been using opioids before his hospitalization. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat like y'all called Rob at the wedding. I was addicted to opioids. Two days I got off of opioids, I'm... I'm in the hospital. Okay. Kanye has also said he'll be releasing a seven-song album June 1st. Online radio at its best. Uh, okay. Like the guy said, I mean, this guy is a freaking nutball. And, you know, I, I, let me, Jerome, I mean, you know, people are saying that, you know, the death of his mother has something to do with this. Man, what are your thoughts on this guy? Um, I'm, you may be surprised, but you know what, Uh-oh. um, I don't, um, I, you know what, I feel, I don't feel any kind of way about Kanye, even in his stupid stuff, right? Because, you know, I've really? said this before, we shouldn't be asking entertainers to give us, like, um, insight into 
socioeconomic conditions of black people generally. I mean, we got a accountable, Jerome. When they say stupid no, no, stuff, I know, don't we? I know, but in in I think black black Twitter handles this stuff well. <laughs> like I love <laughs> the memes. That, like I, I seriously, because I think our humor and laughing through something to make something ridiculous is like nobody else, like no other. So I, I'm saying it is crazy, but I think that Kanye has been wigging out for a while. So I can't take anybody. Again, forgive me for this, who dates a Kardashian series, but at the same time, you are not holding it down for nobody else but your doggone self. Because that is the epitome of fame and, and attention seeking. So I don't, I, I don't put any value in it, nor do I, I think, I believe that you become a victim of wanting people to love you. So if you're chasing a Kardashian, and and um, your whole image is about you being relevant. If anybody ever says that to me, technically, I don't really listen to you too much. If you feel like you need to be relevant opposed to truth, then technically you're going to have a problem. So I feel bad for him because I know that that I think that's a um, psychological issue more than you because you can't be that serious. You can't be serious and say something like that. So. I mean, unlike the pastors that support Donald Trump, now I will, I will go in on them every any day of the week. Kanye, I won't, because obviously he's doing drugs. <laughs> that's, I that's guess obvious. that's a simple way to put it. Three four seven eight five oh one two seven two. It's about fifteen minutes after the hour. Now I said this guy's name earlier in the show, and I guess I summoned up the spirit of Steve. Let's bring Steve in. Good morning, Steve. Calling from you're in Florida now, now, right? You're no longer in Indianapolis. What's going on, sir? How are you doing? All right, I've got a Sony headset plugged in. Can you hear me with great accuracy? Can you hear me with quality? <laughs> yes, we can, Steve. You sound okay. great. Good. Okay, good. Now, Jerome, let's say this together. Kanye is a queen. We need to acknowledge this <laughs> that he knows. He's a what? The white woman magic is starting to work on his mind. He thinks that he has morphed into something that he's not. He's got an album coming out in a couple weeks. He's trying to get conservatives to buy his album, so he thinks that coming on TMZ and cooning is going to work for him. It's not. He lost 10 million followers. He was on ESPN. It was so bad, they were talking about him on ESPN. ESPN said he lost 10 million followers on social media. Wow. Kanye is cooning, and I need Jerome to acknowledge this. Please, brother, please. Acknowledge. <laughs> Kanye is cooning. Please. I'm not going to do it. It is my <laughs> oh, man, I'm shocked. My policy not to kick people who are mentally ill. That is not my thing. He said he's, he's, he's off his medication, but he's he's disrespecting your ancestors, mine and uh, ancestors, no, I, and Kanye. It, I understand. Ahead, I understand that. It's, there's a very big difference between people who sell us out and those people who need to be institutionalized. Like there's, a, there's wow. a, two big differences, and so I know <laughs> I would not. You know, I would be the first one. To kick them, to kick them out the club, 
I trade them on the open market <laughs> in the old, um, you know, Dave Chappelle skit kind Dave of way. Chappelle. Yeah, we take uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle kind of way. I would trade him in a minute. But I am telling you that my feelings about him, my energy is not up about him because he is sick. That dude is sick, man. That ain't, you know, there are people who, who sold us out like Lil Wayne, and I would call him names because of what he said when he was making money. He felt like he wasn't black no more or something like that. That's different. Kanye is long. Oh, really? I didn't know he said that. Wow. Stacey Dash. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. this is going to come with Stacey serious Dash, consequences, brothers. Yeah, Stacey Dash is because, another one. Because Kim is worth. Kim's got way more money than Kanye, and I'm hearing about divorce rumors, and I've talked to people. They can't. Certain people can't be married to political people of a different <laughs> political persuasion. Persuasion. So if he's yeah. got a Trump hat on and she's a liberal, she's losing liberal support. She's losing supporters because of Kanye. I'm hearing about divorce Wait rumors. Man. Wait a minute. You We're know, not feeling sorry for Kim Kardashian, are we, on this program? Because I'm going <laughs> to tell you all. this. Bruce <laughs> Jenner, or whatever his new name him. is, Bruce Jenner is a Republican, and I think Chris is a Republican. So don't I don't think they give a rat about our policies and our well-being because Kim has said some stuff that black folks has kicked her in the butt about. Because her her belief of that whole universal everybody is we bleed red and we all whatever, that whole nonsense comes out of them cr- too. Oh, you said Chris. Okay, you talk. Yeah, I was the younger sister, right? Who made those comments? No, right? no, no. Her mother. Her mother. Oh, and... you said Chris. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think that's her name, right? Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah, it, it is Chris. It's Chris. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's uh, hold on for a second, Steve. Let me get a comment from uh, from uh, from Kathleen. Looks like Kathleen is uh, popped back in here, and then we to get Jackie in here. Go ahead, Kathleen. Yeah, I I really agree with Jerome that that Kanye is a little, you know, he's having some mental serious mental health issues and we believe that I think so too. for a while about him. Now, just me as a woman and a mother seeing the relationship that he had with his mom, I do think that yeah. um that was something that kind of uh really I don't know, exacerbated it, exacerbated it, because I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that he wasn't having some problems before his mom passed. Right. But that was his confidant and his, you know, uh, I don't know, everything that he, the relationship with her was really very important. And so losing her, I think, was um, was a real problem for him. And just as you saw when he left the stage so abruptly, remember his mother had a tragic death, death, after yep. a medical procedure and he wasn't with her and all that kind of stuff. So now here's another situation where someone in his life is going through something and he's not there, so his rushing turn. You know, just the whole way he did all of it is just uh, right. just seems like there might be a few things kicking him over the top. Now, I don't know if he's on medication or not on medication or whatever. I do know that right. the, 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 the conversation, though, that he comes with as a result of whatever he's, I don't know, having a, a, a breakdown about, usually has to do with race. And I don't know what that's about, you know. But I will say this. I am not a fan of the, um, the fact that he jumps on black people as a result of wherever he's at mentally. I'm not a fan of that. 
I, uh, you know, I do hope that he gets the mental health that he needs. But while he's getting it, I'm not listening to his music. So I am into, you know, I have muted him. Um, and his music has been phenomenal. He's a brilliant rap artist and all of that stuff. But I, I'm, I'm separating myself right now while he gets the help that he needs. I'm just going to be a little bit, you know, I'm moving with Jerome as far as, like, not tearing him down in the public opinion. But while, until he gets it together, I'm just choosing not to buy his seven-song seven record that's coming out. And while he's, um, you know, he seems to have it together in his head about his support of Donald Trump, and whether you're sane or insane, I am, uh, you know, or mentally challenged or whatever politically correct term you want to use for that, I'm separating myself from anybody who thinks that Trump is the way to go. Because that, you know, that alone in itself is a problem to me. So I have a question about anybody who thinks that he's the way to go as far as their you know, we Kathleen, gotta, you know. he's got an album coming out. Yeah, he has yeah. an album. Some, come yeah. on. I know you and Jerome can see this. He has an album coming out. Cooning produces sales. And so Hannity has a show coming out. And Fox News well, has true. another news a news another news feed coming but, 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 out. But, but, and another me, show me, coming but, on. You know, I mean, like so let, what? Let me jump in real quick here because I think where Steve is going, I definitely, Vanessa, you're here too. We got to get uh, Rich Sister. This is I know this is a hot topic. I want to get everyone's opinion. But let me let me jump in here real quick. And I think Steve, what you're saying is this is not act. This is not by accident. You don't see the mental. You don't see the mentally ill Kanye West. You see a guy that's trying to drum up support for his album. But you know, but when you think about this. And and uh, and I don't want you to respond because I want to get someone else in uh, real quick. I just want to make this statement because I want to get everybody's comments. But when you think about it, to me, this is the wrong way to do it because African Americans are not going to buy that crap after you make these comments. So if you think the conservatives are going to take you over the top, you know, even though we know when I used to open, when I used to be in the music business, we knew that young white kids bought more rap than African Americans. I just don't see where this is going. Hold your thoughts, Steve. Let me get Vanessa to make a comment. Then we got to bring Jack in. Vanessa, you have anything to add to this Kanye West discussion? No, I just agree with everything everybody says. I just, I, I couldn't make the comment that that other gentleman said about the Kardashian family. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with his mom. I remember all of that stuff happened. I just don't waste any energy on him. I'm kind of like Jerome. I just. I just think he's a nutcase. I just don't have anything for him. I don't have any energy for him. I don't have nothing for him. I just don't have anything for him. He's a nut. Uh, yeah, you're, I get you. All right, let's get a Jackie in. Then I'll, Steve, I know you want to respond. Let's get Jackie in. Jackie, uh, welcome back in. Uh, any comments on Kanye? Yeah, uh, Kanye is dumb, yay. I'm done. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Okay, I mean, <laughs> it took you the whole segment to think of that one. That was pretty dang on good. I'm like she said, why even waste energy on this? I mean, what a way to call yourself trying to sell an album. I'm with you. Wrong way yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Steve, let me swing back around to you. You know, once again, I mean, look, I, there's, look, I agree with both sides, to be honest with you. I do think that based on, you know, even that comment he talked about, he wouldn't got life suction because y'all called Rob fat at a wedding. 
I mean, I think this guy is he he's in between some zones somewhere, but at the same time, you know, he's not too stupid to realize that wait a minute, the comments I made are starting to have backlash. Now let me try to go back and walk those comments back. So to me, he's aware of some things that are going on, but you know, but I do think this is coonery. I, I do think when we have people like Stacy Dash and these folks who sit here, you know, a lot of the people that support Trump, what about that crazy sheriff that supports Trump? I mean, this guy is a lunatic, right? You can, you have all these people out here. When they are cooning, they have to be called out. I, I just think we have to do it. Yes, we have to, sir. It's one thing if Kanye had a power of attorney over his Social Security number because the judge and the mental health professionals determined, you know what, it's over for you, Kanye. We're going to take your legal status, and, and somebody else is going to be above you as power of attorney. That's one thing. Stacy Dash, and what do you notice about all the coons? Stacy Dash having a white husband, Kanye, and Sheriff Clark having white wives. They want to be white. They want to be accepted. Let's just acknowledge the reality. Kanye made money off black folks, put up his career. Now he wants to change it. It's a month before his album release. Why did all this have to happen before the album release? He had all this time from the last album to this album. All of a sudden, a month before album release, all this drama has to happen. Come on, I know you can see this, Jay. This is convenient publicity for Kanye West. President Trump. We're gonna have Kanye a race is not gonna. That's not an audience base for Kanye like country music is, and I think a part of Kanye's issue is um, Jay Z and Beyonce. I think I think what it was, and mm. this is just my thirty thousand foot view of it, is that being so close with Jay Z over the years, with him and Beyonce, with Jay Z and Beyonce, he sees that, and so he figures Kim, um, the Kardashian girl can actually get him on the same level as them. And so he's always trying to he's always trying to like trying to put hmm. himself elevated in a certain okay. in a certain space. And I think that will drive you crazy too. So while he's while he's huh. having this break, he's actually still wanting to be in the same breath or same mention as them as a as this this ultra popular pop couple. And I think he huh. finds problems with that. That would just be my guess, but that's a part of what's playing in that guy, and it's probably making him depressed, making him take more, um, you know, drink more, take more drugs. Like, it's all probably swirling in him being depressive. So, you know, musicians are genuinely depressive anyway. It's kind of of one of those things. So about being creative and being in front of a large audience and then going home and not having the audience and people praising you and then not praising you. So I think he's just pendulum swinging. And so I, again, you know, like Vanessa said and Kathleen, you know, I don't have a lot of energy for it, you know, just dumping on him for that. I think that dude is sick. But at the same time, I can really question the culture and why we need to push back against anybody that steps out and try to demean black folks in the greater universe just society wise we need to step up our game so i think we do that enough online and um people handle it so i don't think in the educational that we need to diagnose it 
Jay, I would yeah. love to have an op- opportunity, not today, of course, but, um, you know, if we have a segment sometime, a conversation about sim- simply this, you know, because just I was thinking the same thing that Jerome mentioned, that we've had so many musicians or entertainers in the black community that have had some breakdowns of sorts. We can look at Michael Jackson and all the controversy with him with um, uh, 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 accusations of child molestation and all kinds of foolishness that came up. And also the same thing with Michael Jackson and everybody saying, okay, well, he's just trying to be white, right, with the skin. Was it really vitiligo or was this really him trying to... Bleach his skin. You know, we had or the pressure we had, of the industry to make him more universal right. and non-threatening to everybody else. He might right. have felt that pressure because he definitely was black. Michael Jackson, for the stuff that he did off off the cuff, off scene, he identified with black people. And even Paris Jackson says that he told us every day, "You need to own that." And so nobody, Kanye will never make a song like they don't really care about us in the way that Michael Jackson made that song. Michael Jackson was aware of who he was. I think that it's the industry that makes them bland. You know, having the pressure of you're universal, you're not just black, you're here for everybody. That pressure has to be different on those guys as entertainers. Yeah, that's a good point. Kathleen, you're right. I think we do need to have that conversation. I think we should have it next week. I think we should spend the time talking about that. It would be a refreshing break from what's going on uh, yeah. with, with you know everyday news around here. But I, I do think we need to have that conversation. It's something that we need to focus on. And But, but we also have to be mindful, of, you know, because I think people look at us in a different light here on the show. And for us, you know, I don't think we can whistle by the graveyard, Mr. Elias, and, and if we hear people that say things that are derogatory towards our people or say things that are not uplifting our people, you know, Mr. Elias, I think that we have to uh, be the ones that uh, call them out on it. I think people tune in because they know what we're going to say. Uh, they expect us to say a certain thing, but I, I think we really and truly, I think we're obligated to our listening audience to address so many things. And then I'll give you the last word, sir, so we can get moving. You're the, get you the last word on this topic. Well, I have to agree with you, man. And and the guy uh, then from uh, TMZ told Kanye right. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't hang on to him. He didn't say, "Hey, dude, look, it, it, look." That was man. When he said that, I, I just turned the TV off, man. I was like, I don't even want to look at this no more. I, I don't want to hear what Kanye got to say anymore. I'm I'm like the rest of the people. I don't have any energy to to put into this guy anymore because right now, um, you know, I. Gotta agree with Steve, man. This this guy is trying to sell records. And every time he tries to sell records, he come up with something crazy. He does crazy stuff. But he took it he took it too far this time. He took it way too far. That's what every that's that's what every news outlet has been saying. They've been saying that, you know, I don't I don't even know Kanye West, but uh I I guarantee he's got an album coming out. And I'm like, Yeah, he does. <laughs> and and they call him out of did you listen to what his 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 song is? One of the new songs out. It's just no, like do do daddy do 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 dad do 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 do, and that's what he's saying. I can't wait to go by that one. That's that's something. All right, that's it for the talking portion of the show. Coming up next, Chatterbox. Man, a lot of comments and on the need to know basis with Jerome Esprit and our resident expert. Resident Texan Johnny D says, let's just pray for Kanye. That's all he had to say. All right, we'll be right back after this. I'm going to work, folks. <laughs> Listen to the serious side. Wow.
for Chatterbox Final Thoughts from the World Wide Web and our famous chat room. Mr. Elias, who do you have and what do you have? I got Corvina Mann in St. Clinton. Corvina Mann okay. said the one area Trump hasn't reversed about my administration is, is the economy. People have turned out, have tuned out all of Trump's lies and scandals. People are looking, looking no further than their 401ks. Even, I, even I'm getting tired of MSNBC only talking about Stormy Daniels and Mueller. White and black people are being terrorized all over the country. And then uh, St. Clinton says, I watched the entire TMZ live thing with uh, Kanye, and it, if it hadn't been for Van, Kanye would have really gone further down the road on, of insanity. He needs, to get rid of, he needs to get rid of his yes people. Kanye gave the racists what they deserve, what they desire. By the way, why should I be keeping up with the Kardashians? They come across as Kennedys, one of, one of these which can be uh, so sad about the Trumps. Also sad about the Trumps. Well, 
I have a lot of comments here. Let me try to squeeze them in here in the short period of time that we have. First of all, Marianne Music says, look, last week I broke out of my shell and made comments on political issues. This week, it's back to music. The last song played, who was it? <laughs> it was Robert <laughs> Glasper. Uh, Mariana Music. All right. Uh, Kadeen from Brooklyn, New York, America's mayor. This guy kicked his wife out of the house while she was battling cancer. This guy is a joke. Wake up, America. Thank you, Kadeen. Uh, Coco from South Carolina. Uh, good to hear Miss Williams' voice again. I'm so jealous that she got the chance to go to Kenya. Next time, take me with you, girl. <laughs> oh, well. to get, it, is, it was good to get the real truth get the real truth about this man. I think she's talking about Rudy Giuliani as well. Uh, and uh, Sharon from North Carolina, Jay, you never read my comments. Sharon, I never see your comments. I'm sorry. Kanye West is an embarrassment to his people, and we as people should disown this idiot. Ouch. Cynthia from Dallas, Texas. I just love, love, love the addition of Johnny D as an official texture of the show. Why is he not on the panel every Sunday? I'm Sure, there's a reason for this, but I would really love to hear him interact with the rest of the positive role models that are on this show. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Listening to this show is mandatory listening in the CISO household. All right, CISO household, stand up to attention. And, of course, we have my main man, the pastor, Pastor Stephen Jones, Richmond, Texas. Mayor Rudy is someone who has sold his soul to be a lapdog for the president. I am praying for this individual. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. And on that note, my favorite part of the show. Four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a. Tell me, what do you want me to do? All right, folks, there was one comment that I didn't read, but basically it said they love to hear Steve's voice. They must be drunk. It is time for my <laughs> favorite part of the show on a need-to-know basis with my main man. Jerome Esprit, Mr. Esprit, man, what do you have for us this morning? Wait, did you say that came from Kanye? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. I mean, I like that. You need a that drum good. roll, Jay. <laughs> yeah, that boy good. Mm-hmm, good and terrible. Go ahead, Tyrone. The floor is yours. <laughs> All right. Now, um, you know the um, you know the hottest um, April ever on the planet was um, in Pakistan. They reached 122 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. And uh, Pakistan meteor meteorological department has confirmed that the extreme temperature was a record in the highest on Earth in April. Mm. You know, I always have to do a little global warming news, but that's going to take the day. 122 degrees. I'm sorry, 122.4, if you count. Wow. All right. Now, Twitter is urging more than 300 million users to change their passwords after discovering a bug that left their passwords exposed in plain text. They said that we are sorry that this happened. Or, I'm sorry, we are sorry that this happened. <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Change your password. Really? Really? Like Google said that its artificial intelligence-infused voice assistant now works with more than 5,000 smart home devices. Now, I didn't even know there was 5,000 smart home <laughs> devices, but anywho, they said that it's up from 1,500 
devices in January. So, again, if you are using a smart assistant, your butt is lazy. I just yeah. want to say that's not just the convenience. It's like pull down the shades and turn on the TV. Like, just get up and do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we used to be that for our mothers and fathers. Turn the TV, boy. Turn the channel. Yeah. I, I was the remote control between yeah. the age of, like, <laughs> Really? <laughs> you know, it was like, turn, that, turn TV. Yeah. Hey, turn it back. <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. Yep. <laughs> Warren Buffett, the legendary investor, buys another 75 million shares in Apple. Apple mm. describing it as an unbelievable company. So his Berkshire Hathaway, um, which is based in Oklahoma, uh, Omaha, made an investment in Apple in the first three months of this year and now has 240.3 million Apple shares. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of shares in Apple. Well, uh, um, yeah, Jeff uh, Benzo, who's the uh, world's richest man, said that he'll use his one hundred and thirty one one hundred and thirty one billion dollar fortune to fund space travel and create human settlements beyond Earth. So the Amazon CEO said in an interview in Berlin that the space that space can support trillions of humans, meaning that um, we would have a thousand Einsteins and a thousand Mozarts to give humanity incredible power. Jeff okay. Benzo sounds like Dr. Evil from the yeah. Office. Yeah, <laughs> <really>. laser beam. <laughs> Starting to scare me a little bit. All right. Um, Speaker Paul Ryan dramatically abandoned an attempt to force out the House chaplain this week. Yeah. So remember this story. Reverend uh, Patrick Conroy was um, fired because they said that he said something political. He said, don't be mean with your tax cuts. You're hurting poor right. people. And Paul Ryan tried to fire him. But mm. um, um, the Reverend Patrick uh, Conroy, he rescinded his res- resignation in a scathing letter. And so since he rescinded his resignation, they would literally have to fire him. And so Paul Ryan won't fire him. They encourage you to resign. So... He resigned, but then he took back the residency. He rescinded it. Wow. Looks like he's back. All right. Um, like Jay said earlier in the in the show, you know, Donald Trump made over um, 3,000 false or misleading statements since taking office, according to the Washington Post. Mm. But since I wasn't talking it, I just want to give you a good number. That's 6.5 lies a day. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but that's only his TV lies. Imagine the stuff where he that he said that's not on camera. If, really? If those, if those are his like Twitter, television type of lies, imagine what he's doing when he's walking around the house. Mm. You know. Wow. Is, <laughs> good lord. He is telling you... lies like that's not ketchup, that's mayonnaise. <laughs> he's just <laughs> randomly telling lies. But, Everything. Did you see what, 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 what Sarah Huckleberry speaking of liars? What, what her father said about the what, what um, how they were attacking her, and he how he was gonna jump in it and take up for her. I'm like, man, get out of here! 
Yeah. He's an Apollo yeah, bring guy. Bring in one more liar in the group and see how that right. works out. Right. He's the last one that need to be coming in there talking about um, ethics and morality and all of that good stuff. Really? Again, I don't know how he's a reverend or what church that is. Yeah. Old enough story. <laughs> uh, U.S. District Court Judge um, Dabney Frederick issued an order, um, a brief order yesterday, last night, yesterday evening, denying Mueller's request to delay a scheduled Wednesday arraignment of Concord, a Russian management company called Concord Management, which means Mm -hmm. that he's going to have to go ahead. um, uh, His his request was that they didn't respond to a subpoena. So the people who showed up at court, he wasn't sure that they were representing the actual client. But they asked for discovery, so they wanted to know what Mueller had on them when Mueller had no contact with them at all after he, after he served them a subpoena. So that's going forward. And if you don't know, we have some political primaries going on on Tuesday, and then mm-hmm. they're going to actually be in court for the Russian investigation on Wednesday. It's going to be an interesting mm. news. It's going to be an interesting week in news, I can tell you. Really? That. Yeah. Now, uh the Justice Department has filed criminal charges against ex-Volkswagen CEO Martin Winterkorn for um, conspiring to cover up the firm's diesel admissions cheating. Now, the U.S. Justice Department, um, that, I don't know if um, CEOs get charged much. I know in a few cases that they have, but this should be pretty interesting because, you know, Volkswagen is a German company, so they are bringing them in, what kind of charges are they going to file on the CEO? But the Justice Department is asking, is trying to bring him in for charges. Wow. Now, speaking of that, and, and uh, we got an airport here in Gary, man, uh-huh. and they, they have stored like over 5,000 to 6,000 cars in the, in the Gary Airport, man, from yeah. Volkswagen. And they, they just won't let them go. That's yeah. Wow, that's crazy. They can't let them go to even refurbish them. Like they mm-hmm. had to just take off of the, take them off the streets. Yeah. Man. All right. Um, the Navy is reactivating its Cold War fleet as Defense Secretary Mattis warns that China and Russia present a new military threat across the globe. So he's saying the reestablishment of the U.S. Second Fleet to patrol the North Atlantic. Um, and face a because it's going to face a resurgence of Russia means that not only are we going to war, you know, picking fights with people like Iran and all of those other guys, we need to watch our back in the North Atlantic mm-hmm. because now we're going to, you know, I don't even know what to say with that. Say about that, we will fight anybody <laughs> and um, for no reason at all. You know, it's just, wow. it just it's just weird. So anyway, I just I wanted to say that. Now, the interesting thing about that is that today, Iranian president uh, warned the United States that it would regret it would regret it like never before if they decided to quit the nuclear deal between Tehran and the other world powers. So Trump's threat to withdraw from the agreement comes up for renewal on May 12th. Um, demanding that the country's um, European allies fix the terrible flaws or he will reimpose sanctions. So in a television speech, um, in a television speech this morning, um, the the president of Iran said 
if the U.S. quit the deal, it will be a histor- It will be historic remorse. They're not playing Damn. with you. Damn. Right. We're talking about we should have an agreement with North Korea when you're going to back out of an agreement with Iran, <clears throat> and you broke your agreement with Libya after they gave up their rep- weapons. Mm. I think the people who don't we have a bunch of liars that's actually representing the country. So can you imagine what it's like for any legitimate company country to actually take the word of the United States? None. They have no yeah. no reason to take it. Yeah. So every time I see people saying stuff like I I think Trump is gonna get a get deal and he's gonna close this and it's gonna be record blade breaking, I'm thinking I I wouldn't I wouldn't negotiate under those circumstances. He has no credibility anyway. So mm-hmm. I can't I can't even <laughs> I can't even play along with you. Nice <clears> try. <throat> but I can't play Probably. with you. All right, now um data firm Lund, um Cambridge Analytica closed down in the wake of its Facebook um information sharing scandal and uh, they stripped their name down from their London headquarters. But get this. At the same time, a new URL service called Firecrest Technologies and Emerald Data. They've been set up with the same address as Cambridge. You know where this is going? <laughs> They're changing their name. Everything must yep, go. That's, it. that's all they're doing. Yeah. They tried to make it look like they were retiring and they're not going to do this anymore. They're just changing their name. <laughs> you know, they're like wow. Enron. <laughs> they're like, we're we going to do something. We're going to change our name. We're going to get out of here. Because that name is all forever going to be messy. Really? Now, uh, Jay-Z is venturing into television business. Again, speaking about Kanye. Can't keep up with Jay-Z. He's venturing into the television business um, with an announcement of Rock Nation uh, launching a television production division. Now, this arm of Rock Nation will be led by Patrick Reardon, who comes from the Weinstein Company. I know you've heard that name before. Now, this yeah. is according to... Variety. Bearden will be responsible for building and running the television department, focusing on developing and producing premium scripted and unscripted content. They said that it's the, it isn't the first time the Rock Nation has created programming for television, right? They had a show on Spike TV that recently aired, um, Time, the Khalif Browder story, which won a Peabody Award, and the company yeah. also rests in power. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, that was that was a deep story, man. How do you yeah. arrest somebody like that, man? That's just crazy to me, man. Yeah, they won a Peabody for that one. And mm. rest in power, the Trayvon Martin story, which premiered at the Tri- um, Tribeca Film Festival. And Jay-Z also is, um, has producing credits on this upcoming Richard Pryor film. Um, is It Something I Said, starring Mike Alpett. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Can I just quick, Jerome? I just wanted to offer something. One of Uh the things that I noticed when I was in Kenya was just how amazingly creative our people are. So we no doubt when we see Jay Z getting into all these different things. Okay, he went from rap to clothing to now TV and all this other kind of stuff. Oh, streaming music, a streaming streaming service. Right. The message that I want to send to uh, black people listening. Do not think that this is so unusual. If you go to Africa, you see this everywhere. So that same creativity lives in you. 
Yes, sir. And and that that's the thing about life is that we don't sometimes get it. That we think that we're only there's certain areas that we can um that we can dive into. But I want to say that's, I, that's I have right. a question. Well, Go ahead. Kind of forever, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, wait a minute. That that means you you've been in on Wakanda. Did you did you check out Black Panther yet, Jay? Oh, Jay? Oh, Jay's, Jay's on radio silent again? He no, no, I'm here. No, no, no. I did. I did. I checked it out, man. I've seen it twice. And I can't oh, wait to okay. go buy the DVD on May 8th. Hey, I'm with you, too. I'm, I'm actually buying the DVD as well because I need to see all the outtakes of the other scenes. So, yeah. And yeah. I told you, that's something that, that um, I think is going to allow kids to dream and people to see themselves differently. You know, Siri as a yep. character... Being the techn- technological brain of the of Wakanda, is go- should get yep. more um, black women in STEM. Not saying that mm-hmm. black men should be in STEM, but you know what I mean. We need to think. I mean, so Kathleen's point. What you say? I said I'm in. Yep. There you I go. am in, baby. Wakanda right, forever. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm even crossing my arms. I'm crossing my arms right now. Wakanda forever. <laughs> okay, and you know it's always right over left, right? I just want to say that just in case of Wakanda catch you. They can tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm They're doing it right. right. I just looked at it. I'm doing it right. I'm doing it right. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, good. <laughs> you good. Now, you know what's, what's funny is that now that you say that, does anybody know who the richest black man in the country is? Uh, and I know as an African, that's the richest man in the world. Ain't is it? it Bob Johnson or Oprah? No. No. He's a black man. Black, black, the richest black person, male or female? I he's in it. Africa. He owns. Um, oh no, 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 not not in the world. Okay. But just in this country. Oh, I don't know. Ah, now he's a venture capitalist, right? Um, oh God, that's just lost his name. His last name's Smith, and um, he is. Uh, I just had the venture firm in my in my head. Because when you said that, when you think about what things that we can accomplish, nobody really knows who this guy is. He has $4.6 million. A billion, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. He's not, he's richer than Oprah? Yeah. He got more money than oh, Oprah. Boy. Wow. See, again, see, we always think of it as entertainment. That's what made me think of him because of, um, because we always think that somehow if you have that much money, you got a high profile, like a high thumbprint. And the reason that that I'm bringing him up is because he just bought a billion built a building in New York City which was the most expensive um um purchase in New York City he paid it's an apartment actually he paid almost 60 million dollars for this property the highest purchase purchase ever in New York City for property it wasn't 666 was it no, 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 no. That's a billion dollars. They bought the building. He bought a, an apartment. He bought an apartment okay. for like, you know, 59, almost $60 million. But, again, he's worth uh, um, $4.6 But he's the richest black person in the country. And, and, wow. and he's not from any other country. He is African American. Like, it is not like he's... You know, got relocated here. I got you. Okay. So just yeah. Watch. All right. We have time for one more, Jerome, because we got a lot of people that want to say goodbye. 
So we have, okay. so we have time so, for one yeah, more story. All right. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Now, you know, wild kangaroo rules uh, roam in, um, in Australia. They attacked a, <laughs> yeah. tur- a tourist because they developed an addiction to fast food and carrots. And this one woman uh, went to give him fast food, kicked her in the head. She got 17 stitches. Do not oh, feed wild animals. I don't care if they're kangaroos or not. <laughs> don't do it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, well, that's the Jerome special. That's one of the reasons hey, why we love saying. this segment of the show. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's always. Okay. Can't wait to hear what you have on the plate for next week. And on that note. And it's time for final thoughts, and around here, ladies are first. The very lovely Miss Kathleen Williams, final thoughts. Oh, listen, my final thoughts may not have much to do with the show other than to say, everybody, please make it your mission to take a trip to Africa. It was life-changing, transforming. It was an amazing opportunity, and I hope maybe sometime I'll have an, an opportunity to share that with, uh, share more of that with all of you, and just have a phenomenal day. Thank, it's great to be back, though, to be back here with all of you. I really am happy to to be reconnected. So much fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, uh, Jerome, man, final thoughts. You know, I want to take this time to use my final thoughts to tell Kathleen. She should have hooked us up. We should have been doing um, a remote um, show mm-hmm. from Kenya. So whenever you go back, let us know what oh your hookup God, is. Oh, my God, what a great thought. Yes, you got hey, it. I'm just saying. You got I it. Think they would, I think they would enjoy it. That's all I have. That's my thought for today. All right. Cool. Steve, final thoughts. I haven't said that in a long time. Final thoughts. Uh, final thought is do not let folks get away with cooling. If you let them get away with coin, they're going to continue to coin, and you're going to have a trend of celebrities doing these type of activities. We need to punish them. He's been punished, and uh, if you big fight and married white, don't get confused, and uh, have a good Sunday. God bless you all. All right, Mr. Elias, we're 60 seconds out. Final thoughts? Look, Jerome said earlier, May 8th, is also, uh, uh, Black Panther's coming out. Also, May 8th is the election. Get out and vote, folks. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. All right, our final thoughts from Johnny D. I'll let his take mine. He says, final thoughts. The month of May is a special month as America permits its citizens an opportunity to celebrate the foundation and core of the family fabric and household, parentheses, mothers. Withstanding any any suggestions or disagreements, I humbly request all listeners ensure that every day we honor and celebrate our mothers and not wait and not wait the commercialism of the second Sunday of May. All right, it's coming in counter. Without saying fathers are the shepherd of the family, but no one, but there's no love like that of a mother. And on that note, Mr. Elias, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, time is it, my friend. It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow. Show. All right, folks. It's been a pleasure to serve you as always. And I apologize because these messages are coming in out of order. So I had to try to find them to stay on top of it. So for Kathleen Williams, for Vanessa May Belly, for the Macinelli, Steve's in the house, Jerome, Mr. Elias, I'm J. Rowe. Saying have a great work week. And remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless you. See you next Sunday. And, of course, we love our girl, rich sister as well. Bye, y'all.
You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.